0: Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you and God bless you. finishing up on the becoming an effective witness and a soul winner. And we are on section two, being faithful in everyday personal evangelism. And your, let, let me see, is that what we've got here? Yeah, right there, that's where we're starting, okay. So halfway down your page with the ones I gave you is where we're starting. You must have a method or plan, and I'm going to move through this pretty quickly because I want to talk about some other stuff as I go along. Uh, concerning this. You must have a method or plan for telling people about your church. You need to determine what is the most effective method for you. You you know what we're going to do before we continue on this? We're going to pray. Let's pray. Jesus, in your name, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. We thank you, Lord, that you are here. God, we ask you, Lord, to move. Ask you, Lord, that you will give us a burden for souls, a hunger for outreach, Desire to touch people for you in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. The other day we were at a certain place and there was a certain individual. We'd been there, we'd visited for a while, and there was a certain individual that needed prayer. And we got up, my wife and I got up, and we we uh, got in the car and we were headed home. And my wife says, "We should pray for him." And I said, "You think so?" She said, "Yes." And so I turned around, drove back, and he was standing in the door, went over there, and we prayed for him. And I told her, I'm glad somebody was sensitive to the Holy Ghost in this household. (laughs) It's a good idea to pray. Pray, 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 pray. Amen. You need to determine what is the most effective method for you to use in talking to others about your church. The right method may be determined by your personality. Amen, brother Joshua might be very aggressive about it, while sister Sylvia is not going to be quite as aggressive. Amen, because they're just they're, they have different personalities. My wife is probably not going to go after them tooth and nail, while brother CJ might. Amen, and so you just have different. So you you work within your personality. The thing about li- living for God and. And winning souls, reaching people, is that everybody's different. And the people that you deal with are going to be different. Everybody's not going to be the same. Everyone is different. There is no one strategy that will work for everyone. You need to do what you are comfortable with. with. If you're not comfortable relaxed, it will be apparent to those that you witness to. You must take into consideration what your fellowship with the individual is. The need to approach them on the level of your relationship with them. You cannot approach everyone in the same manner, in the same manner. It is not important what others do, but you must see how you can be effective. Okay, here, I I, I look at a, a lot of the very, very aggressive outreach tactics that, that, usually don't work that well. We need to be aggressive, but the Bible says to speak the truth in love. And you can get in somebody's face and yell at them about going to hell and it's probably not going to work very well. There are those times. And if you discern the Holy Ghost where you will move in a different way, when my grandfather started preaching maybe back in the teens and the 20s, He preached off the back porches of houses and off the back of a wagon. And the only message that my grandfather had was you need to be repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, be filled with the Holy Ghost, or you will split hell wide open. He preached hellfire and brimstone. It was a different time and it was a different people. It was a different situation. And he was going through the Bible belt. and, and, And that was a different people then. And it worked. Not always, but it worked. One time, he, the sheriff said he was going to kill him if he preached it, but he survived. And so, but if you try that now, it's not quite as effective because people are different. So you have to work in each situation and in each atmosphere uh, and see how you can be effective in reaching people. If it is effective to do that, then do that. If it's effective to reach people with love, if it's effective to feed people, whatever it is, you find the way that works with them. Don't overextend yourself. I want to say this. I, you know, I would like to have 20 Bible studies, but I know I don't have the time or the ability to do 20 Bible studies. I don't, I, for, one thing, for one thing, the scheduling would be a headache because most people want a Bible study at night. And it would be difficult to do twenty Bible studies. Now my nephew was paid just to do Bible studies when he was in Christ Temple, and he would do about thirteen to fifteen Bible studies a week, and that's all he did was taught Bible studies. Was very effective, but he worked. What he would do many times he'd go to nursing homes during the day, and he would teach Bible studies there. He would do whatever he could, teach wherever he could. But it's not. A, it is not. Um, it's not realistic for someone who works a job and all of that, has a family, all that, to do that. However, it is realistic to teach one Bible study. You can teach one Bible study. And if every individual found somebody, or like I know the Sister Daisy, Sister Sarah sometimes go and teach a Bible study together. you got to find it, teach a Bible study. Find somebody, find a partner. That's not a bad idea to find a Bible study partner. And go and teach a Bible study. Find somebody to teach a Bible study. What my, my nephew who is very very good, Jake, and I'm gonna have him come. He's gonna be coming in uh, November uh, to preach for us right after Thanksgiving. I'm also gonna have him talk probably during morning manna about getting Bible studies, teaching Bible studies, and that sort of thing. He's done it before. But one thing that he said is he'll take he'll get a Bible study going with somebody and he'll ask them, Do you know somebody else that wants a Bible study? You know somebody else that might want a Bible study, and he gets all kinds of Bible studies. That way. And so, but you can't overextend yourself. You do what you can, you can do what you're able to, uh, and, and God will bless that. Don't try to do more than you can do effectively. It must be your goal or objective to tell everyone you can about your church and your experience with God. Get in the habit of giving church cards to people. We have church cards. We have 500 church cards. Take a bunch of these. Uh, uh, you know, don't take them if you're not going to give them out. If they're going to be used uh, sitting in your wallet don't, or your purse, but take some of these and give them out to people. When people say, you know what, uh, where do you go to church? Well, I go to Hilo Valley Pentecostal Church. And uh, look on the other side, brother. Yeah, there you go. Amen, uh, and, uh, and it's over here, to explain where it is, it's even, got a little, it's even got a little picture on the front of it, see, I, I, would you, you know, I'd love it, I know you do, here's your bunch of them, amen. I, I'm just handing them out, <laughs> if these M&M's, I wouldn't be giving you that many, you want some? <laughs> I don't share my M&M's very much, I'm going to give some to uh, Huh? Uh, your your daughter. I've got more. There's just a few of you. I know more of you want these. Uh, and uh, so, I'll hand them out to some of the people on the front, brother. And if you want more, brother. Here you go. I'm out. There's more. There's a lot of more. If you didn't get them, um, I, I've got a bunch of them. And... Uh, these are going into my wallet right now. So, so uh, keep a church card with you. Hand a church card out to someone. Um, if you've got, uh, uh, if you if you've got um, somebody ask a question about certain things, you can have other stuff to give to them. And we're going to be ordering some some tracks that are especially uh, appropriate for that. Get in the habit. Of get, do not feel that you must always. Do not feel, here's the thing, when you're talking to someone, don't feel that you must always have a biblical discussion with them. Sometimes they just need somebody to be friendly. Amen. Amen. Um, Just simply invite them to church and always write your name on the church card. And I don't know if there's a place to write the name on there. You can write it across revival. Um, Write your name on the church card and uh, (laughs) so they will know who invited them. Or just write your name on a piece of paper or write your name on their forehead. You can Write your name on their hand. No, I'm just joking there. People must be introduced to your church in some manner. You may be the only exposure they get, you must represent God and the church well. You may only have one opportunity to invite them to church, so do it. <clears throat> be organized, be methodical and progressive in your approach. You just keep sowing and keep watering and keep working. Brother, Brother O'Brien, he called, he, he had... Cards like this, you know, just church cards. He called them seed cards. He said they're just seeds. Just plan, plan. Galatians 8 and 9, and let us not be weary in well-doing, uh, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Psalms 126, 5 through 6, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with you are not responsible for the results of your work, but you're responsible for doing the work properly and sincerely. God will give the increase. It's important that you have an effective program of follow-up. This is for each individual. The church needs to do this, but an effective program of follow-up. Don't leave all the follow-up to the church. If you invite someone to church and you make a contact, uh, you, you, the church will do its part, but you do your part. If you're going to be a soul winner, you've got to follow up on your personal prospects. You keep in contact with them. You cannot think that just because you brought them to church that your responsibility is over. You befriend them. You feel responsible do everything that you can to win them to God. Maintain contact with them. Even if they do not come back to church, you never know when they will have a change of heart. And over and over I have seen situations where people came to church... I've even seen where they got the Holy Ghost, they were baptized, and they walked out and never came back, or for many, many years they didn't come back, and we just were friendly to them, we loved them, we stayed in contact with them, and years later sometimes they walk back in, and some are living to, for the Lord, amen. So you just keep on. Um, you should feel, you should have an organized visitor follow-up program. You get vital information. This is something that we are not good at doing. We need to get the name, address, phone number. And and whenever you do this, it makes a difference in your success rate. Uh, You can do a two- or three-step follow-up. You can give them a letter or card that is mailed, a simple thank you card, religious postcard. You can text them. That's the way people do it nowadays. They can text them, hey, how you doing? I'm glad that you came to church with me. It was good to see you. Uh, I'd love to see you again. Would you like to have lunch or whatever? Phone calls should be made and give them a call. Say, hey, I texted you yesterday and, uh, and so on. And, and uh, keep it brief. Keep it positive. Purpose is to thank them for coming and let them know how much it meant to you. A personal visit is also valuable. within, say, the week, you drop by and say, hi. You remember me? I'm that guy that, you know, was uh, that invited you to church. And they slam the door on your face, well, say, oh, I'll cry. But they might say, oh, yeah, yeah, man, I'm glad you're here. I've been wanting to talk to you about that. Have some questions. You're gonna find they have questions. This, again, should be brief, but the purpose is to express how happy you are that they came to church. And then you invite them to return to church. Never be pushy or overbearing, know when to back off. It may also be good to invite them to your home for dinner. And and I I... This is a good thing, but always be careful what you do in situations like this. Be careful how you do it and what you do. You, you need to understand that your home is your refuge, your home is your sanctum, and you got to be careful. Most people that you deal with, it's fine, but, but you're, you need to make sure of what you're doing. I'm just saying that. But most of the time, it's fine. You invite them to church, you invite them to dinner, you have dinner with them, And and it's good. I've never had a bad experience doing that. But I'm just saying, be careful about things and how you do things. Um, It's just a good idea. Uh, Cold calling. We're uh, the purpose of the church is save the lost. We must maintain the proper perspective of our purpose. Cold calling or one-time witnessing. Cold calling. Anybody know what cold calling is? Anybody ever done any door knocking? That's cold calling. Um, have, you ever, have you ever done, have you ever, I, we talked about selling things? Knock, knock, hi there. I'm Chris Keyes from, from uh, uh, whatever vacuum cleaner company. <sighs> and I'm going to shampoo your rug for you if you let me. And uh, hey amen. So that's the first thing you must consider, the amount of time that you have to witness to them. You must only do that which you can effectively and properly do in the allotted time. Don't start something that you will not have time to finish. If all you have time to do is invite them to church and give them a church card, that's what you need to do. Simplicity is the rule of thumb for this situation. I'm going to say this right now, and we might, we may cover this a little bit as we go on, but but, and actually we do, but I'm going to mention this right now. Getting into... Biblical or theological arguments and discussions with people when you're witnessing is usually a zero-sum game. And, and I've been there and I've done that, and, and it really doesn't get you anywhere. And sometimes they push you in a situation, and it's like we're gonna argue about this, 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 and this. And I used to love to do that when I was younger because it, it just it showed that I was, especially if I could come out on top of a situation. If I get in an argument with you, Sister Sandra, about something and I humiliate you with my great scriptural knowledge and you don't know God, you're going to walk away. You're not going to walk away and go, boy, that's great. I want to go to his church. You're going to like, I don't want to ever have anything to do with that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. It just doesn't work that way. We're here to, to, to reach people and to love people and show them the way to Jesus and to teach them the way to be saved. But we're not here to, to, to humiliate them. <clears throat> or show how smart we are. I'm going to tell you all something right now. Whenever I was younger, I liked showing how smart I was. I wasn't nearly as smart as I thought I was. But I liked showing how smart I was. And, and if, I could, if I could get in a discussion, I have never, <clears throat> with one exception, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where we got into a theologi- ar- theological argument And it it ended with somebody getting baptized. Come to the Lord, with one exception, and that was a real interesting exception right there. But usually that that doesn't work. Um, What's that? Oh, Facebook discussions. Lord have mercy. They're not profitable getting in arguments with people on Facebook just isn't profitable. You just irritate people. It, it, just, it just irritates folks who do that. So, simplicity is the rule of thumb. Use the simplest approach. Do not try to give them the whole apostolic doctrine in five minutes. They're not going to understand it. This is the one reasons why it's important, important to carry materials, and we will be ordering stuff that you can have, that you can give them to read later tracks, things like that. It's very important that you leave them something they can go back to and look over when they have time. The most important thing is to make sure they know where the church is, schedule of services, and and you're trying to get a positive response from them. And any verbal presentation can be enhanced by the addition of written materials. So that's why you carry tracks and you carry uh, cards and, and church information. There are times when you will have an opportunity to give a, a Bible study. There are our, our times. And there's other times when you'll talk to them and you say, hey, I want to give you a Bible study. And they, you come back and, they, and you're able to give them like one-hour Bible study. And let's show a few of those pictures. Can you move from that? Um, uh, I like the way that went. That was cool. Oh, let's do um, Into His Marvelous Light. These are examples, uh, Water and Spirit, Into His Marvelous Light, these are are things that we can order, we probably have them around here somewhere, waterandspirit.com, I've never done Water and Spirit, Uh, I think there may be another one, I'm not sure, but that may be all, that's not a a one hour Bible study. Another one I have is this one right here, which one? Right, um, the Simple Salvation Bible Study, oh that's where the fish is. We're going to be getting some of those in. Um, they are just simple, one hour, basically, Bible studies. Somebody sits down, I want to know how to be saved. And you sit down. And what I do a lot is I use something called Approaching God or Seven Steps of Salvation. And you can get off of those for right now. We'll go back to those in just a minute. Um, but you, Seven Steps of Salvation. And this is a real, this I have on my Bible and on my iPad. I can even send it to somebody on their Bible, or or not on my Bible, my my uh, my phone or my iPad. I can even shoot it to them through a text message, or or an email, where they can follow along with me. It's called uh, it's seven steps of salvation. For some reason, I renamed it when I was doing it as a Bible study, approaching God or something like that. Um, It goes through grace, faith, confession. Um, repentance baptism Holy Ghost and endurance those are the seven steps to salvation you can take a look at that maybe pass it around it, you can do that in an hour and and I have taught this many, many 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 times and if you if you want it I can send it to you I've got it I've got it on my phone I've got it on my uh, my um, you can print it out or whatever. And so, usually in one time witnessing, you will not have time for a Bible study. You generally have to arrange one at a later time. You can explain the plan of salvation to them, but leave them a track on the New Testament plan of salvation. If you talk about the oneness of the Godhead, have something on the oneness. This is a good, you can bring this up, Brother brother CJ. This is a phenomenal. How many of you have seen that? sister? And I know you have. You have. How many of you have seen this right here? Brother Rick? This right here is one of the most effective. If you want to have something. You ever seen this? This is something else. This helps you to understand. He's the closest one here. helps you to understand who is God. It is a tremendous oneness Resource You can give it to people. You can use it to teach. So these are good things to have around. If baptism is the I- issue, make sure you have written materials on baptism that you can give them. This is why we need tracts. Thank you, Brother Gerald. Whatever you do, don't try to tell them everything you know at one time. Don't get into arguments or judgmental opinions concerning religions or individuals. That is usually counterproductive. I- I'll tell you all right now. Let's say you're talking to... Um, Let's say you're talking to somebody who's LDS, and, and, and you start out like this. Joseph Smith is, 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 a, is a false prophet. They're probably not going to hear anything else you say after that. It's just, they're just not going to. Yeah, you start talking with, with Jehovah Witnesses. Charles Russell was a freak or something like that. You know, they, they're not going to listen anymore. It just—it doesn't work doing that sort of thing. You can speak the truth in love, and God's going to open up doors. And usually, there's questions that are asked. I have a friend that's an LDS fella, and we—we we have, in fact, he told me the other day, and I know that he want, he would love to convert me, and our conversations have moved into an area. Of much more discussion. In fact, I gave him the first three lessons to this on repentance, baptism, and Jesus' name at the last at our last dinner, our lunch. We have lunch about once a month, and I have on my I have on my phone. I have a deal: call him for lunch on a certain day. He said, "I want to do it every month." I said, okay, so I put on here. So I'm going to call him for lunch, and. And he's asking some questions, and he's pushing some things. And he told me one time, he said, hey, he said, you need to understand something. You cannot offend me. And I'm like, okay, I got some questions for you. And so we, we really, you know, this guy's a, this guy's been a bishop several times and stuff. And we're very, very good friends. He's been very good to this church. But um, I, I'm really, I, I really am, am, I've got some things to talk to him about. But I am not going to offend him. I'm not going to do things to hurt him. I'm just going to do and I'm going to continue. If he wants more stuff, I really want to give him some stuff on the oneness. And and, and I told him about these lessons we were doing. He said, I will read them. So let's see what happens. Who knows? God, God is able. God's able in the most difficult situation. Amen. Whatever you do, don't get in arguments. If it's not your objection to talk about doctrines of other religion, let me say this, and this is a very important thing accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. There's an old song. Does anybody remember accentuate the positive? It's way back. You're really old, Brother Randy, if you remember that. (laughs) There's a few here. Accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. It goes way back. But here's the thing. So if I start dealing with you on a a basis of this is what is wrong with you, you don't want to listen to me. But if I begin to talk about things that will bless, if I begin to talk about what God is doing, and I begin to talk about this is what the Word of God says that we need to do, and so on, we're, we're, we're accentuating the positive. If we come in and say, look, you know, the way you're dressed, man, you're going to hell, you just made hell bite open. They're like, you know, this is the end of that conversation. <sighs> you better put away that sick cancer smith. Stinker, God's going to strike you down. Well, no, God's not going to strike you down. Your dumb actions of smoking this stuff is going to get you sooner or later. But, but, you know, whenever you say, you know, God can really help you with that. God helped me with that or whatever. Not me. I never smoked. <laughs> but, but you, you know, God delivered me or God did this and so on. And, and you've got to understand that. You need to talk about what the Bible says without using denominational boundaries or doctrines for ever since. References, you should answer all their questions with Scripture. If you cannot answer it with Scripture, don't try to. And uh, say this also, if you don't know the answer, don't try to make up the answer. I've been there too. <laughs> trying to, trying to, you know. The best thing, this is the best thing to do. I don't know, but I'll do my best to find out. I'll go talk to the pastor. I'll look at the Word of God. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but, uh. You know, next time we have a Bible study, I'll figure it out. And, and I've had people call me, hey, pastor, what about this? And I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, let's, let me call somebody else. But uh, I need a vow. I don't know. <laughs> so so keep your discussion focused on that. First, Second Timothy 2 and 23, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. Titus 3 and I, but uh, avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions, and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. Generally, the best thing you can do is simply invite people to church. If you can get people into the presence of God, God will touch them and convict them. The Holy Ghost can do more in a few minutes than we can in years. Bring people to church. Let's have good church and God will do the work. And I want to say this. I've watched this happen where people, I've mentioned this, try to win souls to themselves. We're not here to win souls to ourselves. We're here to win souls to God. And this is where the, the body of Christ gathers is in the church. So we bring them to church and win them to God. Amen. Um, just a couple of things. So, some ideas for Bible studies. We showed those, those, uh, those Bible studies. There's several. Uh, go to, oh, that's really cool how that does. That is really fancy. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, go to that one, search for truth too. We have some of these Bible studies. I believe they are upstairs. I saw them the other day. I was not going to climb up that ladder by myself to get them today. But I, I wish we had went up there the other day when, we, when Brother uh, uh, CJ had the ladder up. But there's, I don't know if we have this one. We may have the older iteration of it. But we have search for truth. And then there's search for truth. I don't know if he was able to bring that. This is exploring is exploring God's word. It's a very small, a very small chart. You have bigger charts. You have small charts. This one's a smaller chart. And actually, in all truth, this is, this is, there are big charts that you can get and there are tabletop charts that you can get. Most of these run, that runs 12 lessons right there. And this is the kind of thing when you're developing a, a relationship with people and, and how many lessons is the one for uh, spirit of freedom? Is it two or three? It's just one, one lesson. Um, but these are usually like 12 lessons. We weren't able to put up the, um, the old, um, the old uh, Search for Truth one, were we? Well, I just, I just, um, I gave it to you, but you said it was too blurry. Or it may I, I thought I gave you one. But anyway, there's the old Search for Truth, which was a wonderful yeah, it's search for truth one. it's that it's one there with the Bible with the kind of the star thing on it, right? There's an old fashioned one. No, that's not it. Go back. It's just it's right yeah, right there this was this is the one that I grew up teaching. I've taught dozens and dozens of those. Brother Rick, you remember this one? you have see yeah uh, this is the old there may be, there may be some pictures inside of it. It's really a neat Bible study, but it's an older one. You have a newer one. You have Exploring God's Word. You have Light for Living. You have um, a variety of different ones that you can get. And what they do is they, they start basically in the very beginning of the Bible. And, and they'll, they'll begin to explain the Scripture uh, to, to um from the very beginning. They'll go all through the Bible, and about the seventh, I don't know what we're watching here, but... uh, Okay, so there's all kinds of different things that you can buy. And if you're looking, if you want to get one, I I would suggest that each one of you buy your own Bible study, learn how to teach it, and find somebody to teach a Bible study to. And... And if you're like, I can't teach a Bible study, you should just read the thing to them for goodness sakes. Can you read? You Just read the thing to you. you have a study guide and all that stuff, and you'd be surprised what you learn to do and how you learn to do it. I have taught. I taught Bible studies from the time I was a, a teenager. I taught Bible studies. I taught Bible studies to all kinds of people. I, I I I may have taught Bible study to your mom and dad. I don't remember. Many 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 years ago, uh, and 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 we I've taught all. And I love teaching Bible studies. It is such a fascinating thing. Spend a little time, make friends, teaching Bible studies. The, the rate that you get when you teach Bible studies, develop this relationship with people, is so much higher. And, you, and, and remember, you're winning them to God. You're not winning them to yourself. We have a personal outreach worksheet. Worksheet, worksheet. Um, and you can keep this. You've got goals to so do my best to be a witness on some level to every person I come in contact with. How, what does that mean? What does that mean? I want to do my best to be a witness to every person I come in contact with. That means that even if you don't say anything to them as far as inviting them, if that doesn't, the door, door doesn't open up or whatever, that you still present yourself as a Christian. I, I've started something that I do. Almost everywhere that I come in contact with, I tell people, God bless you. God bless you. And they go, oh, I didn't sneeze. No, not really. I'm just joking. I, I, I'll go to the, I, I'll, I'll hand my deal and they'll give me the, my soda pop and my hamburger at Jack in the Box. And I'll say, God bless you. And some of them ignore it. And a lot of them say, well, God bless you too. It's just trying to show them that that, that, that I'm different. And my wife said, yeah, you're different. But... Uh, <laughs> But just things like that. Be kind to people. Sister Ava spoke about somebody who said, I know that you are a Christian. I can tell by the way you act and so on. And so uh, you, you do your best to witness on some level. To work on getting my prospects to come to church or to receive a home Bible study. Three, to improve my relationship with those that I'm trying to win to the Lord. To share my personal testimony with those I'm trying to win. To pray for these individuals every day, this is so important, to fast one day a week for their salvation, to make sure that I am the best example and witness that I can be. And then you could write down here your prospects, people that you know, people that you, and and like I say, you may only have one or two. Let me tell you, that's not bad. Here's 10 deals. And you think, I can only think of one person right now that maybe maybe I can reach. But that person may open a door for somebody else. And you begin to add those prospects. You say, these are people that I'm going to see. I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to visit, I'm going to be friend. I'm going to invite to church, I'm going to see if I can get a Bible study. You'd be surprised what happens if you consistently begin to follow this. I said this the other day that Brother John Shumake made a statement about his church, and, and somebody asked him, who runs your outreach department? He said, I don't have an outreach department. And they said, well, what do you do? He said, the church is the outreach department. The church is the outreach department. Every individual here needs to involve yourself in one way. You have neighbors, you have family, you have friends, you have people you see on the street, somehow or another. Involve yourself in reaching somebody. We're talking about some folks that came to church not too long ago. And it was and we went we went the other day to bless their house. My wife and I just went there. They'd asked if we would. We went there to bless their house. They moved into a house that they're written And Hopefully there'll be church this Sunday. They were uh, moving last Sunday, and they they want a Bible study, we're going to be teaching them a Bible study. But we just went in, and I I took, uh, I took the, I had my phone, and I had some scriptures, and I read some scriptures. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And, and I, uh, and then I said, let's pray. And we began to pray, we began to pray for the house, I began anointing different places in the house, and God began to move in that place. You don't know what might happen. Eight-year-old boy of theirs, the power of the Lord was all over him. We were going to pray with him. And, and, I, and I didn't push it too far, but I suspect we might have prayed him through the Holy Ghost if I had. But there was just the power of the Lord was there. And people, there were some people speaking, in I know that they have before. But, but the power of the Lord was here. Their tears were, were running down people's face. If you have the Holy Ghost, you take that with you wherever you go. And you have an opportunity to reach people and touch people. And if you will find one here and one there, it it would be, if every person in this church won one person a year, and they did that, do you know what would happen to this church? You keep doing that on a regular basis, we'd have to build a new church. Oh, Lord, help us. I've been through that. (laughs) But God would supply. Amen. Amen. Any questions? I've taught Bible studies all my life. And 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 I've had situations where where I've walked into Bible studies and 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 I have and and they just didn't work out. I've had that happen many times. I can remember Bible studies where I felt like I was talking to a brick wall. I I remember Bible studies where I, I did one one time and they wanted a Bible study. I sit down with them and I realized all they wanted was an argument. We had one Bible study, and we moved on because they were not interested. And I've had Bible studies where, where I have, I have, we we had one Bible study we were having in a rec room. Where we baptized twenty-one people out of that Bible study. We had a Bible study going to Colorado Springs. I talked about this where we prayed people three people through that day. They asked me to come teach that Bible study that day, and I taught on salvation. We prayed three people through to the Holy Ghost and that Bible study, and I baptized him in the pool that day. I've had Bible studies where people started out, I mentioned this the other day, one woman started out with, was Jesus an astronaut. And But before I was finished with that, we baptized her and her husband. In the name of Jesus, they both, re, both received the Holy Ghost. I've had just a variety, I've taught Bible studies, Bible studies that I've forgotten I've taught over the years, and and, and some of them worked and some of them didn't. But there, there are people living for the Lord today because of these things. And and, uh, and I, I've, I, I don't even remember all the Bible studies I've taught. But if you sow the seed, God will give the increase. And you understand that God is the one that gives the increase. That God is the one that gives the increase. Amen. Any questions? Any personal questions? Uh, uh, testimonials, or experiences. Now, see, in a year, in six months, in a year, I want to be able to say that, and a bunch of you say, yeah, I've been teaching this Bible study, I've been teaching that Bible study. I reached out to this one, I reached out to that one. And because everybody needs to be involved in that. Amen. Everybody needs to be involved with that. Brother David Abbott, he passed away this last year, he preached a message one time called Withholding Nothing. He said that he... Uh, he said, "When he was in Bible school, he said that he walked out one day and he had he had a had scheduled a Bible study with somebody. And as he walked out, he was in Bible school. All of the guys were over there um, playing football, and he wanted to play football. He really wanted to play football, bad. He wanted to play football." And he walked, headed for his car with a search for truth Bible study under his, under his uh, um, arm. And they said, hey, David, come on, let's play some football. And he's like, he really wanted to play football. And he's like, I can't right now, guys. And he went, he taught that Bible study, one of those people to the Lord. And he preached this message, withholding nothing, I'm going to give everything. I'm going to give everything to the Lord. I'm going to do what I can. Sometimes we need to sacrifice. There's sacrifice involved in reaching people. There are people dying without God. They need God. God places you in people's lives. God places you in situations. And if you're sensitive to the Holy Ghost, God will lead you to these people and teach you how to reach them. Brother Rich uh, yeah. Right. That's right, making disciples. Uh, I've told this story many times before, but Sister Tinney, uh, many of you know who Brother T.F. Tinney was. He passed away several years ago. But Sister Tinney, she was a, um, uh, her mom and dad were not living for the Lord. Her mom and dad did not live for the Lord. And they had moved to a town that they were not familiar with. They knew nothing about this town. And she was all by herself. Her mother was all by herself. She had no friends. She had nothing. And, and so her, her husband would go and would, would, um, would go to work. And she would fix him breakfast in the morning. He would eat breakfast. He would go to work she would go to her sink and begin to wash the dishes and clean up. Every day she would do that. She would begin to wash the dishes and clean up. And, and she was so hungry for God. And she looked out her kitchen window. There was a small yard and a sidewalk that ran in front of the yard with a walk that came down to her front door. And every morning, Every morning a woman would walk by that that on her sidewalk. And and it was a little different then. She would walk from her home to the church for ladies' prayer meeting every single morning. And she would just walk past. And every morning, Sister Tinny's mom would look out there and desperately wish that she could go with her. And one day she was walking past it. All of a sudden, God spoke to her and she turned. And walked to the door and knocked on the door. And Sister Tinny's mom ran to the end. And she said, I just want to invite you to prayer meeting. Went to prayer meeting. She got the Holy Ghost. And her, her husband came. And they built and pastored churches all over. Apostolic churches all over the south. Because somebody was listening to the voice of God. Just walking past. And there are so many times that God will speak to you if you will listen to him. And here's the problem that we have. Our minds are filled with us. Our minds are filled with us. This is my list. I'm going to tell you something. God got a whole, God bothered, he got me so much the other day. I went to have my oil changed. And 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 I went in, and I'm always friendly to everybody, but I walked in. And there was a waiting room, and it had about six people in it. And they were talking and that sort of thing. And so I had my iPad with me. Usually I'm in there by myself when that happens. And I I put my earbuds in. and, And I began to listen to gospel music. I began to read my Bible. It was all good stuff. I nodded to people. I spoke a little bit to people. But I didn't engage with them at all because I was busy with what I was doing. I was busy doing the Lord's work. I was reading the word of God. Martha was busy doing what was right. Mary was was choosing that was better. Walked out, I drove away, and God said, you didn't try to reach anybody in that place. I felt under such conviction because I was caught up in me. We need to listen to the voice of God. Help us, Jesus, to listen to your voice and be sensitive to the need of people. And I was so convicted. I said, God, forgive me. I don't know what happened. Maybe nothing would have happened. But God, help me. God, forgive me. Let's just pray. Jesus, in your name. God, I pray that you will touch each and every one of us. You will give us a burden for the lost souls of our city, our community. The lost souls of our families and our friends, dear Lord. I pray, Jesus, that you will help us, Lord. That you will give us discernment and give us sensitivity to your spirit, oh God. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Jesus in your name. Jesus in your name. Jesus in your name. Lord, touch right now. Touch right now, touch right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let your presence flow right now.